Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the hot topic of the day, AI. I think maybe we'll have a little bit of a nuanced opinion on how we use it, what it's used for. Maybe I'll throw a couple stories in there too, but... AI is hot, right? It's uh, it's all over the news for different things. Some people are overusing it, in my opinion. Some people aren't using it nearly enough. Some people don't even know what it is. But make no doubt about it, like it's going to be a huge part of our lives and definitely our kids' lives moving forward as as we move closer to, you know, the singularity and however you feel about that. Wow, going there, hey, the singularity, awesome. awesome. I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, we're going to have a you know an AGI and. Um, does it get programmed by people who think a certain way or think a different way? I'm not going to pass judgments on whether you believe the world's going to come to a climate crisis or whether you think that's a hoax or, or whether we need to do a lot of things. Like both sides believe some really fucking wacky stuff and, yeah. and how an AGI wow. gets programmed will determine the actions it takes to solve those problems. And that can be a little bit scary, but let's talk about dropshipping yeah. AI, John. How do you use AI in our dropshipping businesses? And, you know, maybe we could tell a couple stories too. I, I know I use this tool for random things myself. And so, uh, and you know what, you know what else I love? I, I think with this, I mean, it's kind of like this conversation to me, um, obviously I've got kids and it kind of reminds me like, um, you know, with people who are your my age, right. And mobile phones, right. You can remember being alive with no handheld devices. And then yeah. you've also lived a significant portion of your life with them. Uh, so sometimes, like, I find this stuff a bit harder to think about because I built businesses online pre-AI uh, and now obviously living with AI, whereas somebody who's starting today is going to have always have done it with AI being present, right? And so I think there's there's, there's some interesting conversations because I already talked to people who um, I think think about it a little bit differently to me because they've, they've got started in the time since it's been around. And so I would definitely say if um, anybody's listening here and they've got a creative way that they're using AI at the moment, particularly with an e-commerce business, a dropshipping business or anything like that, obviously we're going to talk about some ways that we use them here. But I mean, if you've got some really cool ways that you've heard of that you'd love to share with us, um, I'm actually going to chuck a little form in the, in the show notes to this uh, show just below. Uh, look in the show notes if you're on Spotify or if you're on YouTube, look in the description below the video. I'd love to learn from you. This is one of the spaces I think where uh, literally like there are there's so many different ways you can do this. There's so many different ideas. We're not going to exhaustively list them all out here, but I'm sure there are people that listen to this show that know more about this than me, right? Because I'm kind of like that old dude that was around before AI, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and I haven't made it a topic that I'm a deep expert on yet. So I would love to learn from our listeners as well. So if you've got a really cool way that you're using AI that you think, man, this is really providing me a great benefit to either building my business, growing my business, running my business on the day today, jump on that link. You'll see a little link. Uh, and please let me know about it because I'd love to learn from you and pick some of those things up as well. Um, but for me, I mean, AI, I mean, I've using the early AI things, I think I've been using them for like pre-chat GPT or any of the names that most people would know about now, probably since 2019 or before. I think I've been using those. And, and for me, 
uh, it was always uh, initially about um, using AI to um, take some of the time-consuming tasks away from running a dropshipping business. And one of the most time-consuming tasks for me is writing, like writing content, uh, writing product descriptions. And so that's certainly, um, you know, tools like copy.ai or Jasper. Um, there, there's, there's a few others out there that have actually been around for longer than most people have been that, you know, the big AI has been the buzz. Um, so I've actually been using those both myself um, and uh, I get virtual assistants to use them as well to do things like writing unique product descriptions, which for a high ticket dropshipping business, you've got a lot of products. One of your baseline SEO things you need to do is, you know, churn out uh, at least at a baseline for all of your products, a good unique product description. It's a time consuming task and you can pay to have it done. You could do it yourself, which let's, let's be real in 2014, that's what I did um, for a lot, a lot of products. Um, but now you can get that ball rolling with, you know, all sorts of different AI tools out there. We've get, been getting tons of value from the podcast and you want to learn more about high ticket dropshipping and interact with a fantastic community of high ticket dropshippers. We've got a free Facebook group that you can join right now today. So if you head over to Facebook and search for Dropship Breakthrough, you'll see a Facebook come up that has on the end of it, High Ticket Dropshipping Mastery for New Entrepreneurs. Hit the join button. You'll get into the group. We do group only trainings in there. And there's thousands of other people who are going through the High Ticket Dropshipping journey that you can look for support from, ask questions, and find out if High Ticket Dropshipping is too. Yeah, I think it's been around, like you said, longer. It's It's been built into... Facebook things that you've done, you know, running remarketing ads. It's been built into Google for quite some time now when they acquired DeepMind. We've kind of told that story in the podcast before, the, the the Chinese Go story of why they bought it in the first place. And But now it's more prominent, right? ChatGPT opened up a lot of opportunity that didn't necessarily exist before. Um, in my opinion, thankfully, other companies have now come in. Uh, Elon has released Grok. Um, there are other platforms out there that have the capability that ChatGPT has. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the ways that we use it in our business here too, but I'm thankful there's uh, competition coming in so that it's not a, you know, a one horse rodeo. I hope, I really, really hope they don't come in with some crazy regulation and, and really, you know, stifle this because it's going to grow somewhere. I, I hope it grows here personally, uh, mm. but it's been around a while, but it's popular now for a reason. ChatGPT really made it popular, right? And so if I look at, the five things we're going to talk about today, the number one is, is content writing. And that's what you mentioned. And so I, I might actually have a different opinion than you, John. I take the approach of, I try not to put anything front facing, like um, if I'm going to rank it in SEO, like in Google using, you know, SEO, I try not to use really any of that. I'll, I'll help it to spin. I know that's what Jasper used to do, right? Copy AI used to really help with spinning words and things like that. I do use it, but I want to make sure I'm very, very clear if you're listening to this. I do not just take what it says out of there and put it in my thing. A lot of people I've seen students have take, taken a product description from their supplier, said, imagine you're a copywriter. I serve this person. Here are their pain points. Here's a description from the manufacturer. I want to rewrite this and put this on my own thing or however they put a prompt in there. And then they're just copy and pasting it. 
I'm not, I, that's not for me. I don't, I don't recommend that. I just want to make sure I'm really clear on that. I do use it for idea generation when it comes to the content and helping take different angles or how to address different phrases. How do I capture the reader's attention? I need to use this keyword and I really want to hit a headline here. Things like that. I'm just not grabbing a giant block of text and copy and pasting on my website. No. And, and I probably should have been clear about that. I do not do that or recommend that either. Um, uh, you know, I, I, for idea generation, that that's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of suppliers I've worked with over time, they like have no descriptions. It's like one line of text. And so yeah. like going from there to having like a three, 400 word description, uh, that's a lot of work, right? So for idea generation of how you can do that and then that you go and edit uh, after it's yeah. been done, absolutely, that's what you need to do. Not just simple reasons at this point when we're recording this i mean chat gpt says on its page anything that gets spit out here is may not be factually correct like yeah. so aside from any seo questions and what does google think about ai content and all of that sort of thing like the things that ai spits out like you cannot just cut and paste it if you're selling a product right and you put a product description on your page that is incorrect factually uh, and causes that person to use that product in a way that causes harm to themselves or property in some way, then you are legally liable for that. That is literally one of the only ways that you could get sued as a high-ticket dropshipper. Um, and that's certainly not risk worth the cut and paste risk in my view. Um, and that, that can happen in all sorts of different ways, those sort of little things. So as well as that, uh, at the, once again, at this point in time, what it spits out could already be copyrighted content. Like there is no nothing to say that it's one hundred percent original either. So is it worth infringing on somebody somebody else's copyright and having your store taken down and all that sort of thing? Once again, it's absolutely not. Maybe that'll change in the future, but as of the time we're recording this, that those are still very real risks. Uh, and the same goes for images as well. If you get uh, an AI to produce an image for you, there is nothing to say it doesn't contain unoriginal elements. That once yeah, again, you could infringe somebody else's copyright. Uh, and once again, it's not worth it um, at this point in time. So once again, that may change in the future, no doubt. But um, you can do some cool stuff, though, right? Like you have the ability absolutely. to go surf the web with it. Now you have the ability to digest PDFs, uh, you know, secret gold. I don't know. Maybe this isn't so secret anymore. A lot of manufacturers like just genuinely suck at writing content. Like you said, they might have one line <laughs> and then they'll have these amazing PDFs that are just like unbelievably well done gold copywriting in there and none of it's indexed. And so back in the day, yep. I would just like, I'm going to take this out of this PDF, you know, and just like, <laughs> yeah. here's my product description. Right. So yeah. maybe I wouldn't take it word for word. Now again, I was, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in 2015, but you could have chat GPT digest that and say, Hey, give me some ideas on how I could scope this onto my, you know, scope this out onto my website. Maybe not have it rewrite it and just copy and paste. Like I said, but like, it, it's definitely good um, mm. at helping there. Look, I want to say this. Don't just copy and paste for content. We're, we're like, to number two emails on our list. Go ahead. Like, I really genuinely think this could write everyone's emails in their whole business in a weekend. And I mean that sincerely. Like, the harder work is going to be you coming up with the ideas and the prompts to give it to help write out the customer journey, help write out the flow that you need, help call bullshit on some of the stuff it's putting in there, um, help it be a little less markety because it's just going to come across with buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, which is not what John and I recommend whatsoever in emails. So certainly you need to tell people to buy your stuff, but not in every email. But I think you can have 
your abandoned cart sequence. And most people, again, have probably one email if they have any email whatsoever. You could have a 10 email abandoned cart sequence by the end of this. You could have, um, take a piece of content and have it break it out into 10 different emails for you so that you can have a 10 part email sequence talking about the, the pros and cons of the product type that you sell. There's a lot of things you can do with email here. And I think, um, I think that's probably the first place I would tell everyone to go start with ChatGPT If it's not like some of the other stuff that I'll, I'll explain later on how I use it, not for business. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, this is definitely, this is still check it territory because once again, I mean, if you send out an email with incorrect information in it, that's still your marketing material. You're still responsible for it, but yeah, you could cut and paste here. And I agree. I think once again, while we're recording this, you know, AI is not capable of producing better copy than a human and emails falls a bit more into copywriting rather than content writing. But if you're the average person starting a high ticket dropshipping business with no experience, you are not a good copywriter, right? So the bar here is not better, is, is not uh, worse than you. And probably that's a lot of what's holding you back from putting an email marketing system into place is that you feel like you've got to write all of these emails Right, and to do email marketing properly, you're going to have a lot of automated emails. You know, they're just built out; they sit there. You're not writing them every day, but it feels like a big barrier to get over that. Going from zero emails to having all of this email marketing set up, um, and that holds a lot of people back from actually starting. So, 100%, yeah, you could get something in place which is going to be infinitely better than having nothing in place. And yes, you may need to refine it over time because it may not be the best thing ever, but it's still going to be like um, way better than doing nothing. And I agree, like Ben's right. I mean, you could literally set up a whole email marketing system with AI like in a very short space of time. And if that's what gets you utilizing, you know, the highest ROI marketing channel there is, then surely that's a good thing, right? Why? That's kind of a no-brainer. It's all about prompts. Give it the right prompts. It'll yeah. give you the right output. You can put a lot of character, and I'm going to misquote this probably, but uh, as we're recording this, they just did a release of what you can do now on the enterprise system. And it's something like a 900 page book is like what you could put for the prompt, like the military ask to have more, right? And like now they're getting their own uh, to use how they want to use it, right? Uh, like um, you can make some mega prompts here. So ask it if it understands what you're talking about. Here's what I want to build. Do you understand that? How how best do you think I should do this? Can you add this and this and this? Can you do it in the tone of blank? If you're a fitness reseller, maybe have it do it in the tone of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, my business partner, Leanna Patch, somehow works in there. So if you want to be hilarious, just say, write this in the tone of Leanna Patch. It might be a little condescending. <laughs> it might be a little dark. Her humor can get dark at times, but it's good. I like to use Sean Puri from the My First Million podcast, uh, S-H-A-A-N-P-U-R-I. Ask it to rewrite there. He's a very good storyteller. Think of anybody else whose tone you want for your business and you can have it rewrite that. It'll help you understand how many emails you need. You can tell it to be less salesy. It's constantly iterating on itself. And so it's all about the prompt there. But I, uh, uh, emails is a no-brainer. Another place that uh, I've, I like to use it and I've seen our students use it, and I have an example here is, is code. Um, I knew a little code before I started my business. You know, I built um, HTML websites in high school, had a, a you know, all black background with flames on it website for my band back then. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Uh, by the way, I've had some people ask if you want the uh, the three songs. I might put it up on like DistroKid. I think it's like twenty bucks a year, and I can get it up on Apple Music, and then we can just tell people if they want to go listen to it there, they can. But I've I've passed out the MP3s to some people. I sure hope they like them. I have no idea. 
Uh, but if you're interested in some headshot, <laughs> let me know. But like, I had a little background in coding when I came into this, but man, you have to learn a little bit of coding in order to adjust some mm. things on your website or you're constantly going to be looking for a developer's help, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think having a basic understanding is helpful when you understand what template it's pulling from, what dot liquid yeah. it's pulling from so that you can make a few adjustments. And so if you need help with that, go to ChatGPT and say, Hey, I'm, I have a Shopify store. It can surf the web now, show the page and say, I'm looking to build a responsive table. Uh, in Ruby on Rails, right? In .liquid or in HTML or whatever you're using, and it's going to spit out good code. Rob, uh, student of the year, Rob, by the way, uh, who tells me all the time we uh, we make great podcasts. So thank you for listening, Rob. Uh, Rob said, really liking this prompt for adding FAQ pages, then adding the JSON-LD schema markup. Um, so he uses a prompt that says, answer, answer the questions below in markdown format, then put the same information in schema markup format for a JSON-LD FAQ. And that's how he's pulling it into, um, you know, having the, getting the FAQ uh, onto his page and then using the schema markup so that you can get some of those boxes. I'm sure we've all searched something on Google and scrolled and, you know, there's the, the FAQ right there. We want to show up there if we can. Uh, are you using it for code whatsoever, John? Have you used it uh, to, to generate anything for yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit um, here or there. Um, it it depends. And, and you're starting to see this, though, get, rolled out into actual uh, like website platforms. So uh, like on, on WordPress, for example, um, uh, the uh, the company that we get our website builder from, Fire, because of WordPress, a little bit different to Shopify, but they've actually built an AI into their tool, which will help you build code within their drag and drop uh, visual editor. So you don't have to go out of their system like to you know, chat GPT or whatever to get an AI to write you code. Um, so yeah, I've started, I haven't done a ton of that just because I think I haven't built like myself a lot of um, parts of websites re in more recent times, but absolutely. Yeah. If I was building like a website from scratch or I was doing a redesign on a website today, I would definitely um, find ways to do that. I think for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So I want to give an example of number four on our list is hooks. And what I mean by that is we're often writing text ads. You're writing remarketing ads for, for Facebook and Bing when you're running a business like this, right? Text ads crush on Bing. I would recommend definitely uh, running them there. But often we will find our students putting keyword, free shipping, no tax, uh, best price guaranteed, or whatever, just like the same standard um not great headlines, if I'm honest with you. And where I found that I like using ChatGPT is writing those headlines or writing those hooks, but you have to help them, it, they understand your business better. So I'll give you an example. So I was doing this for uh, uh, for John and I. So I'll give you the prompts that I had. Uh, it was, uh, I teach a method of e-commerce called high ticket traction. Do you know what that is? And then it gave me a very long response outlining it. And I said, may I help you understand this better? And it said, of course, I'd love to learn more from your expertise. And then I said, in our course, we teach you how to become a retailer. So say I live in the USA, we sell this brand and this brand and this brand. Uh, if I was selling these products and asked to clarify, then spit out some more reasons. It's great. And I said, yep, it is great because of that. But, um, and since we sell products, people are already searching for, as opposed to trinkets from China, like low ticket drop shipping, we capture demand rather than generate it. We use Google shopping ads and SEO to capture existing demand rather than use Facebook ads to create it. Again, it spit out some, Hey, I understand what you're saying here. And then I said, the problem we run into um, 
is many of the people we're marketing to already have a bad taste about drop shipping uh, due to sleazy low ticket course creators standing next to their rented Lambo saying they made millions selling their latest file or product. That's literally my prompt there, by the way. And then they said, I understand your challenge. And I said, how would you hook someone on Facebook so that you have the opportunity to explain this? And it gave me a bunch of hooks. And I said, yeah, great. Those are great. But what actually gets them to stop the scroll and listen for a second? And then it gave me 10 ways you could stop the scroll, like faces, emojis, colors, things like that. And I said, cool, I appreciate all the general ideas, but let's work on specific examples for this product today. Give me 10 tangible examples I can test today. And it literally spit out 10 ads. Were all 10 good? No, but three of them were fucking awesome. And so I highlighted that. I'm like, some of these are really, really good. Like number one, four, and five. Let's do 10 more. And then spit out 10 more. Were all 10 good? No, but even more were better this time, right? And I did that. Um, so it spit out 20 ads and I probably got six or seven out of them that were actually really good for, for us for remarketing. And I said, give me 10 more. And here's some pain points we've seen from customers who buy. They've tried low ticket and it didn't work because of X, Y, and Z. And we offer high ticket drop shipping, which is, you know, it's better for this reason, this reason, this reason, and this reason. And it spit out 10 more ads. Uh, and I said, a couple of these are good, but most of them are off. Again, it was only about two out of 10 that were good this time. And I said, really hit those pain points in the next 10 relate to someone who's tried low ticket and been left disappointed and then spit up more. Um, and this went on for a three and a half hour flight from Las Vegas, by the way, I did, that's all I did was talk to <laughs> yeah, ChatGPT nice. on the entire flight. Thank God for the $5 Delta Wi-Fi. Thank you. T-Mobile or whoever, or, uh, Elon Musk or who's ever supplying that. I'm not even <laughs> sure, but that's all I did the whole time. And so I encourage you to go deeper here is spend some time and give it all the information. Let them know that you're a retailer. Like it doesn't have any context on who you are or why you're trying to solve these problems. Mm. And so the more information you can give it, the better it's going to be. And it keeps iterating on itself. It keeps learning. And so you can keep saying, no, not quite like this, but more like this. Or our customer doesn't really have this pain point, but they have this. And again, if you listen to our uh, one of our previous episodes about the avatars and the different types of people in your business, you can really craft these messages for each one of those avatars and exclude the people you don't want to talk to. Let them know, hey, these are the type of people who sometimes come to our store. I don't want to sell to these people. The people I do want to sell to, have these problems. Let's really address these problems. And I think hooks is, is a place that, um, probably my favorite place out of all five ideas we have on here. Like I, I do love number five a lot. Just, it's, you know, uh, just idea generation in general is the number five is, but for the hooks, I think people could really use this to address pain points for their customers and slam home benefits in their text ad headlines and in their remarketing headlines. Yep. Yeah. I think hooks is one of my favorite ones. Like, uh, you know, like I, I often find it, yeah, difficult to, particularly when you've, um, I don't know, when you've been doing something for a long time, it, sometimes it's difficult to think outside of the box, like with, with like headlines and, you know, you kind of fall into patterns that you're used to that, or that you've done before. And so, I mean, yeah, like I, I think it's, it's very helpful to just um, kind of expose yourself to, new ideas. And I, I guess this runs in into the next point, but like new ways of str like structuring a headline or like just ways to like make it pop out a little bit more than you might think, particularly if you're just not that kind of person, right? Like, like a lot of people just, they don't think in that kind of uh, what's like uh, of things in a really, I don't know, like that kind of really, I wouldn't say clickbaity because you don't want to go too far in that direction, but like, coming up with things that just stand out. I mean, it's, it's definitely a skill. Um, and, uh, you know, if, once again, if you're, if you're a novice marketer, um, it can be hard. It can be hard to do things that 
kind of jump out and feel unique. And um, I think that. Oh, but you can yeah. use stuff like this, man. Like this is Bill yeah. Burnbach's book. Like it, some of the greatest ads that have ever existed. Ask it, how would Bill Burbach sell this, right? When you're running remarketing, when you're running it, there, there's so many ways that you can use it. And again, get you to think differently, get you to ask different questions or slam home benefits or I don't know. Mm. Man, I, this tool is, it's more fun than anything, right? So the last one we have is like idea generation in general. I'm looking through on this left-hand side here. Like most of the things that are in my chat GPT history right now have nothing to do with business. Like I use this tool a million different ways. Like, I don't know what you use this for, John, but one of my favorite ways is like explaining stuff to our kids. So our eight-year-olds just about to be nine, really asking tough questions, right? Or, or they heard about, um, one of them's obsessed with war and like seriously thinks we're going to die tomorrow. Um, he doesn't realize how big the world is and how far away some of the things that are going on. As tragic yeah. as they are, he doesn't understand it. And it's very hard to explain that to a kid. We do our best to tell them the truth of like what's going on, why they're fighting, what they're fighting over, what one side mm -hmm. believes, whatever. But oftentimes we just pull out ChatGPT and say, hey, can you explain this to a kid? The last thing that's in here for me is I had to get a visa to go to Australia for our uh, Noosa Heads Dropship Breakthrough Live event. And Isaac said, what's a visa? And I was just like, um, I think, I think the way I explained it was like, it took a minute and I was just like, it's a piece of paper that lets me go over an imaginary line that someone drew and says, you can't go here without this piece of paper. And he's like, what do you mean? You can't go places. And I was like, now you get it right. Like uh, the fact that I can't go places without someone's permission is really fucking weird to me, honestly. But then I just, yeah. you know, I pulled it into ChatGPT and I said, can you help explain this, uh, to an eight year old? Um, here's another one in your dew point. Cause they always talk about how humid it is outside. So everyone mm. looks at the humidity. Here's a, here's a lesson for everyone on the podcast. The humidity doesn't fucking matter. If you go in your app and it says humidity, 90%, that doesn't fucking matter. It's the dew point that actually matters. And the closer the dew point is to the temperature outside, the more muggy it is. So in the States, if you have a, uh, any dew point in the seventies, which happens a lot in the South and occasionally here in the middle of summer, that's gross. It feels like you're walking in a swamp. That's probably John's every day in, uh, in Northern Australia there. <laughs> and so I said, can you explain dew point to a kid? And so, so imagine you have a glass of cold water on a warm day. After a while, you notice the water droplets forming on the outside. This happens because the cold glass cools the air around it. When the air gets cool enough, the invisible water vapor turns into the little droplets, right? <clears throat> and then it goes on to tell a story uh, of how dew point works to kids, explaining the... Uh, the uh the difference between the air temperature and um the water temperature that's happening outside like i have so many in here i don't even know where to start a ton of them my brother wants to start a uh independent baseball team here and i'm in hudson wisconsin right now recording this and i love mm -hmm. alliteration as you know on this podcast so i was like mm -hmm. can you give me a bunch of baseball names that start with an h right and so i was like Hutz, uh, the hudson hounds the hudson havoc the hudson hammerheads just like i don't know i use this for like the dumbest shit in the world john what is there anything that you use it for outside of business just to screw around um yeah I, I mean i've used it for some some like simple things like uh gift ideas for people and that sort of thing like you know i've got lots of kids and um family and stuff christmas is coming up while we're recording this and i'll use it for just like day-to-day -day stuff like that like uh you know i've got a eight-year-old child can you think of some uh unusual gifts or interesting gifts i could you know, get that child. Uh, they they like these sorts of things and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, just day-to-day -day stuff like that. Yeah, you can help you. I mean, there might be research things you need to do or, 
um, you know, because you're doing something in your personal life and you just need to know more. And to me, it's kind of like, I think of it kind of like crowdsourcing ideas, right? Like, um, because what, you, you get very narrow in your thinking, like, because your thinking is all based on the small segment of life on this planet that you've been exposed to. And it's really hard to think outside of that because you haven't seen outside of that. But the night, the, the amazing thing I think about, you know, thus far about a tool like chat GPT is it's had, you know, all sorts of things that happen on this planet loaded into it basically. Um, and it can just spit those back out at you and give you exposure to ideas on how to do things or whatnot that you just have never had any exposure to in your life. So you can't know about, um, and yes, a lot of those might be shit (laughs) and you might have to sift through those a lot, but sometimes like there'll be a gold idea in there and, and you'll just be like, holy crap, I never thought about that that way. Or, um, you know, I never knew that existed or I never heard of people doing that before. And then you can go further and, and then actually dig into that thing and find out, is it actually a good thing to do? Or, you know, is it just something random that <laughs> AI has misunderstood or something? But I, yeah, I think for me, um, idea generation at this point, is, is one of my favorite aspects of this just because, um, you know, particularly whether it's in your personal life or in business. I mean, in business, it's very good to think outside the box often, right? To think up solutions that maybe other people in your market haven't thought of before for your customer's pain points or your customer's journey or something like that. And so if you can leverage, you know, AI tools to help you uh, discover things that you current that you hadn't thought of or things didn't exist. I think it um, really just, you know, I, I think in some ways it's kind of like a sense of comfort sometimes, like that you can now go and do that. Whereas before it, it kind of feels like in, in some aspects, it, it makes it feel like it's less all on you all the time to think up mm. like, what am I going to do next? Ah, oh, fuck, I'm really stumped, right? That can be stressful. But now you can kind of just go and like, like it's kind of like you're bouncing ideas off someone as well. Like it's not actually a person, right? But you can put your, like, I'm thinking of doing this. Like, should I do this? Or I'm thinking of doing this this way. Can you suggest five other ways I could do it? Right? And and it's just kind of like bouncing ideas off somebody. E-commerce, online business, it's a bit of a lonely journey. You don't always have an actual human to like share your ideas with or like I could go to you and say, hey, Ben, uh, I need to do this. We need to do this in Dropship Breakthrough. Do you have any thoughts about how we should do that? Right? We have that. We can have that interaction and I could say, I'm thinking of doing it this way. Do you think that's not going to work or do you think I should do it differently? Um, but oftentimes when you're running your own business on the day-to-day, you don't have somebody else that you can just pick up the phone and go, hey, buddy, uh, what do you think about this idea? Should I do it differently? Or what is, I want to achieve this. Can you got any ideas based on your experience that I could do? And, you know, I mean, honestly, I think AI is starting to fill a bit of that space, not to suggest that we need less human contact now or anything like that, because we've got AI. I think that's a mistake to make because it's not the same, but it does kind of fill some gaps there for me. I think it's fucking free. Like the people I talk to about this, they'll yeah. roll their eyes. And I'm like, just tonight, go sign up. Go to chat.openai.com and sign up and then go talk to it for an hour tonight and tell me you're not fucking blown away when you're done. Like, um, the last time this happened was at the dentist. I was getting her cleaning. So, you know, you get a couple words in while they're cleaning, uh, cleaning your teeth. And she was explaining to me, um, 
like I think she looks upon me fondly because I'm an entrepreneur and she's got one of her kids that is clearly different. Uh, he's in sixth grade arguing with his teachers why he needs to write out an article when when he's like, I have voice to text and uh, Grammarly. Like, why do I need to write anything? I'm like, he's arguing. And I'm like, that's my kind of kid in sixth grade. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to type stuff out either. But she said they were learning the, and I'm going to get all this wrong, but like the genus, family, species. Do you remember learning all that stuff? And there's like seven levels to the animal kingdom uh, for each animal. Mm. And she's like, I, he came home on Friday and said, we have to learn it by Monday. And I'm like, what? Like, first off, I don't remember any of that shit. It is what, like the, the stuff our kids are learning nowadays. I don't remember any of it. And you're never going to fucking use I understand. No, anyway, that's a different rant for a different day. So <laughs> um, but she was like, how would you learn it? Because she explained to me that they were like, making their own flashcards out of uh, construction paper. And I'm like, well, that's really fucking dumb. That'll take forever. Uh, and then she's, she said that her teacher taught her like an acronym for all of those. So like father kicked baby or whatever it is, like going down that list. And then the teacher was like, that's my acronym. You guys have to come up with your own. Well, she has twins. So not only does she have to help one twin learn their own acronym, she has to learn another. And so she was like, you know, how would you use it? And I tried to explain ChatGPT to her. She was kind of like, there's, first off, she, most people are resistant. They're like, there's no fucking way this thing's any good. Whatever. You know, they've been around a long time. This is very revolutionary to someone who's never played with it. Hmm. And so she was like, I'm going to go get the dentist. He's going to take a look and you'll be done, right? And in the time she went to go get the dentist and come back, I explained the problem to ChatGPT. And I said, well, you make a board game for these two, uh, I think they're 10-year-olds uh, or 11-year-olds to, to do. And it created an entire board game and like laid out the rules, laid out the pieces you would need and how to start this entire board game so that these kids could learn this. And um, that's that's the type of stuff I want people to go do. If, if this is your first exposure to it, which I hope it's not, go play with it today. It's literally free. Um, I would recommend paying the 20 bucks to go to the better version and screw around with that. But I, don't, I use this all the time. Just looking through here, there's, you know, we explained war. when I, The first time we explained war to Isaac, he was like, why don't countries just share all their resources? And I was like, oh, that's adorable, Isaac. Um, how do I explain this to a kid of why countries <laughs> don't share their resources? And so ChatGPT explained it as a piece of cake and how one person has a cake and the other doesn't have a cake. And like, um, it gave a pretty good explanation. Another was like, uh, when, I, when I said I was going to Australia, and we talked about maybe wintering in Australia next year. Um, we'll see if that happens, John. I'm sure John would like that. It'd be fun. Uh, but the kids were like, what's different? Like, what's so good? Why can't we just go to Florida? What's so good about Australia? And I'm like, well, you know, it's very different. Um, they speak different. They have different animals. And they were like, what What animals do we have? They don't have and vice versa. So I just threw it in there, right? And you got the answer very, very quickly. I, I treat it very much like Google nowadays. Um, there's some like, um, we were looking for specific Whole30 type recipes. That's much easier to go to uh, ChatGPT and actually get some ideas than it is to go to Google and type that, you know, whole 30 recipes in there. First off, you're going to get, you know, mm. all of the SEO driven results. Then you're going to land on a page with so many ads, you can't even find the recipe. <laughs> um, like it, it, it's just improving a lot of things. Um, yep. So uh, there's, I don't know, there's so many ways to use it. today. Uh, Holly, um, you can hop on a call with Holly if you want to dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash call. She's one of our best students. Uh, she's also John and I's partner now on a business, which is fun. She pointed out that keywords everywhere. My favorite Chrome extension for SEO is now integrated with ChatGPT, and you can pull in all sorts of stuff. I haven't even begun to play with it today. Um, I'm very much looking forward to playing with it. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that I can do. And I'm going to click on templates while we're talking. So choose a category, copywriting, marketing, SEO, social media, productivity, professionals. If I choose SEO, subcategory, keyword research, e-commerce SEO, local SEO, on-page optimization, 
Uh, let's choose e-commerce SEO. What do we have? Product description generator, category description generator, landing page generator, bulk titles and descriptions. Uh, I looked at keyword research a little bit earlier. Um, so you can get keyword strategy, search intent, related keyword generator, long tail keyword generator. It can pull a lot of stuff out of here that I think is cool. And like this, we're, we're so, we're at the, we're at the beginning. Like we haven't even started. We, we literally like it's 12 midnight and one second at this process. Oftentimes when, mm. when our kids talk about this, I, I say, do you remember when we showed you Mario? Like what an, what an 8-bit Nintendo looked like? And, and that was, you know, 40 years ago now. And I'm like, compare that to the video games you're playing nowadays. And like, you know, at this point, you know, I'll put them in, in Quest goggles, right? And they can... I don't know if you've played around in VR very much. Again, that's very much Nintendo as well. When when VR and when AI go from 8-bit Nintendo Mario Brothers to the, the kind of stuff that you can play on a PS5 or build with Unreal Engine nowadays, man, it's going to be crazy. And, and that's only going to happen three to four times as fast as it happened last time. So we're like 10 years away from that jump. That's wild to me. Mm, totally. You know, my favorite part of uh, talking about AI is I can tell how, how bored John gets with it. He is he is the old man. He said it earlier. I'm going to throw it in his face. Old man, John, once you wrap up this AI episode, <laughs> yell at the clouds, John. Uh, no, no, no. I think look, it's um, I think you've got to if you're if you're not playing around with this stuff, just go and play around with it. Um, it it's amazing. Um, you know, not just in what you can already do. If you really dig into it and really think about it, I think it's easy to kind of surface level pass over it and be kind of like, eh, you know, I, I don't really see that much use for it. But if you really dig in, I think, uh, and spend a little time with it, as Ben mentioned, um, you will start to see um, maybe some things that you hadn't thought about, about ways that you could use it either, you know, personally in your life day to day or in, in your business. Um, but it's here to stay. So, you know, I mean, you, you've got to dig in. Like, I mean, this at some point is going to become a competitive difference for people in business, you know, for a, for a period of time. There'll be people who are using it a lot. There'll be people who aren't using it at all or very much. And there is going to, that is going to produce a difference in the speed at which some businesses move. Um, and so I think, you know, it is incumbent on you if you are a business owner right now um, or if you plan to be to just, start getting your head around it. I mean, you don't have to use it for everything. You don't have to be one of the crazy people that's out there doing things that are a bit on the borderline of maybe what you should or shouldn't do, but just get used to using it. I mean, that's that's like like we all are. Um, and find ways that you can, like some of the things we've talked about on the show, like just start there, write some emails. Like maybe that's everybody's first point. Get it to write, mm. that's a pretty safe place. Get it to write you a, 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 a string of emails that you can put into Clavio or Drip or whatever you're using. Start there and, and work your way up from there. Yeah, in your business for sure. Emails, out of it. Have it write some jokes for your kids tonight. And they're going to laugh their heads off and you'll be like, wow, pretty entertaining for our children. Or have it solve a problem for you. Like, just go play with it. I'm with John. Go play around. I think you'll be impressed. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step -step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. 
So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.